0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hi, welcome to The Guinea Pig. I'm Dr. Mariam Zamani, an oculoplastic surgeon and aesthetic doctor.
1: And I'm Fiona Golfer, a writer and journalist. I'm no stranger to a cosmetic procedure and I'm willing to try pretty much anything.
0: Which is why I'm here to make sure Fiona and anyone else that's out there considering a treatment to help make a better informed decision safely and to try and collect as much information as they can.
1: Every fortnight, this podcast comes to you from Mariam's clinic in Chelsea. If you're looking for an honest, no-holes-barred approach to invasive and non-invasive cosmetic surgery,
0: then the guinea pig is here to help you. Hi everybody, we're back at the clinic and I'm super excited to be talking about hair.
1: Yes, hi everyone. This week we're talking all things hair, but not just with anybody. This week we've got Nicola Clark, who is one of my (laughs) really, I can say this with my hand on my heart, favorite people in the world. And Nicola is the chief colourist. Tell me, you've probably got a very fancy title at John Frieda. I don't know. I don't know what my title is. (laughs) Darling. Creative. (laughs)
2: Creative creative director? Yeah.
1: Yeah, at John Frieda. We We bonded at the backwash. We bonded at the backwash. And I've known of Nicola for many years before we actually became friends um because Nicola was the kind of star colorist at John Frieda there'll be a million people with long knives out after I've said that but um and she didn't do my hair because she was too busy doing Kate Moss and Gwyneth Paltrow and Madonna and Kate Blanchett and just about every Kate you can imagine (laughs) and my first memory of you being a mensch which is Yiddish for a really decent person was that I remember wanting a manicure one day in the salon and no one was available. And you were like, I'll do your fucking manicure. <laughs> and, and she just came over like the grandest colorist in the whole world. And I just sat down and did my nails. And I just thought, I love this woman. And I would rather have a Nicola than any psychiatrist in the world or therapist. Because oh, I think that, for for me anyway, my relationship with, with you lot at John Frieda and my history yeah. with you lot, I've had some of the most kind of... I mean, I resigned from Vogue after yeah. 26 years, and I was standing next to Nicola. Nicola was standing next to me, actually, whilst when I got the email, kind of accepting my resignation, I sobbed into yeah. your ample bosom. That was I? a heavy week, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and so it's a very, it's such a trust, love, important relationship. And so anyway, I'm so thrilled that you're on the guinea Oh, Pig thank you. Because we've got a million questions. I know Mariam has so... You well, got We're
0: like salt and pepper. I mean, like, yeah, is that the right yeah. word? Salt and pepper? Yeah, you I'm, are. I'm a brunette, and, you know, if he's a blonde, so... You're yeah, sweet. <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> You're always in varying shades of blonde. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually going blonde. My husband the other day turned to me and he said, um, are you going to go back to your natural hair color? <laughs> I married a brunette, <laughs> and, uh, not a blonde. Yeah, exactly, but... um, After the summer, and you know, I have some grays now that I need to cover. It's a big process going to the hairdresser. And had I known when I was 16 that I would need to actually have gray hairs that I would dye, I don't think I would have done a highlight my entire life until I started going gray. Because now, Now I have to go so often and I spend like three hours there. I, I take my computer. I take my phone. I'm basically like working, calling, doing stuff. It's it's like an office. Yeah,
1: Imagine we did all that office. for so many years without computers and phones. Oh, I know. I know. Well, we, we read magazines
0: try. and that's and why gossip. print that's was why so all, yes. That's why print is dead. Yeah, the, I know. Because uh, <laughs> that's where I used to go and read like Hello yeah. and Vogue and, yeah, yeah. you know, all my little, you know,
2: Catch Fun up. Little, yes,
1: exactly. Nick, how long have you been doing hair colour?
2: I started hairdressing when I was 13, when I was at school. I had a little Friday and Saturday job. And, um, and then I left school. I was the youngest in my year, so I'm a summer baby. So I was 15 still when I left school, where everyone used to leave school after their exams and not go to university. So, so yeah, I was 15 when I started at the Barclay Hotel. Wow. Did you at the Barclay? Yeah. And yeah. you were an assistant. Were you like sweeping the floor? Sweeping the floor. And we used to have all these really grand ladies that used to sit and eat their lunch on their laps. And I'd sweep past them and they'd be like, stop sweeping, I'm eating my lunch. And I was, <laughs> <and> <laughs> Don't want hairs in
1: my avocado. I thought
2: it was the no weirdest thing that then. people... Yeah, there wasn't avocado <laughs> back then. It I was so weird that people were having lunch while they were having I their hair that, done. I remember that,
1: because I'm an oldie. I remember lunch yeah. being a part of it. And they used was. to sit in this bay, I still have bay food bayers. while I'm having my hair done. Yeah.
2: Oh. No, but this is it. It was so novel
1: to me from the Essex. ladies did that from Essex. Yeah. They're straight into Belgravia, ladies. That Big time. A shock. Not a complaint to be heard. Oh, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: The stories you could tell. And how did the you stories,
1: choose yeah. colour over cuttle? Or, or did you learn everything? At
2: well, I think I learned everything. And I kind of learned... Everything really old-fashioned, because I was at the Barclay Hotel, so everyone had shampoos and sets, and it was really old-fashioned. So I learned everything and really, really loved styling. And then, just through reading Vogue and looking at the magazines, really picked up on what Sam was doing. Sam McKnight. And he loved Sam's work. So and I, was
1: this at the moment where Sam was responsible for doing Princess Diana? And yeah. And it was that epoch, was Yeah, it? he was Sam doing... Sam
2: Mary Greenwell were yeah, they hair were, and makeup to everybody. They were the, the big... Mm the big boys and sam was doing vivian westwood i think that's what really sort of draw like drew me to sam was the all the vivian westwood the fun of it yeah exactly so um once i qualified at the barclay i left and i was like i've done she she uptown i need to get a bit grungier now in the 90s yeah it was i left in 91 yeah and so i've I did actually go to a really famous salon, but it ended up being only for a day for a trial. (laughs) And it ended up being just as she she as the the Barclay, Barclay. but not in Knightsbridge. So I went to, ended up in Hyper Hyper in Kensington Market. Did you? Yeah, in Kensington High Street.
1: I got my first piercing. Yeah, set.
2: well, exactly, and it was wild and crazy yeah, and great. fun. And that's actually where I decided that I didn't want to cut hair. I wanted to color hair and I was so obsessed with styling. So I used to um do do all the like blow dries and the sets for the guys cuz most of the people that I worked with were from Sassoons and they couldn't style. Like no, they couldn't.
1: Sassoons was all about cut yeah. and not about the So the, 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 I did all the, the styles. I did all the
2: blow drying and styling for them finished everything off and um and that's when I decided that I wanted to carry on and learn color and also as well at the time who were you
1: looking at color wise what was making you think well you know
2: what it was the thing I think more one of the things was was the sort of radical change that was what interested me like I could literally you could come in and say I want to go bleach blonde and then we would do it you might possibly have had a meltdown about it and I could make you back to the same as what you were before. Whereas at the time, in the early 90s, the only hair extensions you could get were um, like dome monofiber. So they were like these quite unsophisticated and there were lots the, you of you
1: know. panels of hair because i remember in the early 90s i was bowie so i had a kind of fall off yeah. white and dark yeah. at the back so there was a lot of that kind oh, of like completely to
2: it's funny i've just done something like that on a on a hair show the bowie kind of look yeah. but that was i think it was um i might be wrong but it might be it might have been emma balfour yes oh. and that flash of white hair yes. at the front yeah that was all kind of going on at the time, and that sort of really excited me and the styling maybe the, the cutting just didn't really interest me as much I kind of thought I knew the basics and I just wanted to get into learn more I wanted to learn more and you kind of only really learn small bits of colour when you're mm. training so I just kind of delved in really and kind of
1: taught yourself a yeah. lot of new yeah yeah because your style is very much your style. Yeah. Through. You've got your, your girls and they're very identifiable. And yeah. now I would say they're more
2: um, classic
1: looking, yeah. those yeah. girls.
2: But so w- when did you get to John Frieda? So I, I've i been at John Frieda for 17 years now. So I left the um, Andrew Joes, I think I'll say there, for about eight years. And then I went to um, Umberto Giannini in Knightsbridge again, went back to Knightsbridge. And then John actually john's pa called me and asked to meet me so that was um and it happened right at the right time it was i was ready to leave um knightsbridge again and john's driver come came and picked me john's up driver. Tanzu come and picked me up whisked, whisked me off to um Claridge's. and i just sat and we actually didn't really talk about the job we just talked about hair john told me what he'd He's about his career, I told him about mine, and we just chatted for ages. and then I think we did that at like three we had three meetings, and then finally he got one of the um guys to come and talk to me about you know what I would be doing and stuff. and um, yeah, and we've been friends ever since, really. John did my hair when I was like fourteen or fifteen, I was at school, and I got
1: scouted by some. The vogue beauty editor at the time saw me, and I did this vogue shoot and it led to doing a a, a campaign and John was the hairdresser on the campaign. Mm -hmm. He, he, it was so long ago. He, it was with Lord Snowden, if you don't mind. (laughs) And he um, crimped my hair and I had waist length long hair and I had, the crush of all crushes yeah. I? I mean he was so handsome yes. is actually yeah, yeah. It, if you're listening John um, so handsome and so charming so and charming actually, what I loved about that salon which I've gone to for about as long as you've been yeah. as long as I was at Vogue it was yeah. like a second home um, is that they had a very kind of they thought quite editorially yeah, So you could go in there and you could say, I want my hair to look like yeah. this, and someone actually knew how to do it. Well, that was John's background, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, because so, he was editorial, yeah. and that was the difference between the sort of shampoo and set where my mum took me yeah. when I was little. Where, you know, where I trained, probably. Where you trained, probably, <laughs> not far off. Yeah. And, um, and I always loved going in with my mum, actually, because I loved the world. Of the hairdressing salon, yeah. I think it's a really, you know, my my editor at Vogue used to say, if she's not in the office, see if she's at the
2: hairdress, yeah. <laughs> which I probably was because you get involved in everybody. That's why, and it's yeah. such a little
1: community. Yes, it's a community, mm. and it's a trust thing as yeah. well because you the, the chances are you're going to come out looking better than when you went in. And which also, is nice. we have
2: we have we have, you know we have so much. We love going to work. Yeah. So I think it's quite an up. Yeah. Environment be, yes, to be in, of course. it feels Everybody's collaborative. Yeah. Yes, it does feel collaborative. Yeah. I mean, if and you, you make are, people look better, yeah. so yeah. they and and if feel you have better drama, about themselves. You know, like there's always someone to kind of guide you through it. Really.
1: So when you started with the, because you are kind of famous for doing very famous people's hair, mm-hmm. and how did that start? Was it the Moss? Was it the Blanchet? Or was so. it the Madonna?
2: Well, I'd been doing a couple of people like Jennifer Saunders and people like that, and that was I was just lucky enough to get um, recommended. And I think being a colorist, the stylist that I worked with, there was no competition, and you know they weren't worried about me stealing people mm. away from them. So because um, they'd have your legs cut off, if yeah, they could. <laughs> yeah, because that's what it's like completely um, <laughs> on the editorial so, side. Yeah, so it I is. was I was lucky, and and I worked with Sam, and I worked really hard, and he really trusted me and I think the first I'd done a Matthew Williams show with Sam and it was a really I think it was his first show and Kate was that one with Kate and, and, and Jay Jagger was and, that Elena, Elena? God. and they were all there I think even yeah. Naomi might have been yeah, there they were all... and Kate had turned up I mean they were all fantastic all the girls were amazing and Sam was like mm, like Kate had this big blonde stripe through the front of her hair that someone had done some, I don't know where they'd done it, and he was like, you look like Jerry Spice, that needs to go. And she was like, I know it's hideous. Mm-hmm. So he literally put us in a taxi after the show, and I went back to her house and got rid of it. And I've been doing her hair ever since.
0: I'm curious about, you know, about coloring, in terms of as a brunette, I hate the color orange in my hair.
2: All brunettes do, and
0: uh, or red. Actually, some people like that color. It doesn't suit me. I don't yeah. like it. And when I see it, it makes me. It's like blondes going I really green. Like you, like you know, that, like it's that not
1: dark-haired women where it goes kind of rusty. Yeah, color. I don't yeah. really
0: like that. So all these dyes that are out there, Mm -hmm. bleaches, you know, which ones are the ones that are good for you? Like, which ones should you avoid? Um, You know, what are, what are, what's the reason people turn orange and how how can you, can you adjust that at home? I mean, what what can you do? It's
2: so hard. I mean, Fee, you're an orange phobe. I'm an orange phobe. I just think, you know, you just need to go to a professional. And even then, you know, you're... (laughs) you you asked me today if your hair was orange yes. your hair it, when I saw you when I walked in the room I was like oh my god your hair is gorgeous and it's completely brunette with you know golden pieces through it but I suppose you see it depends on what kind of light you're That's looking true. in if you're in the bar from under a spotlight then any everything's orange Ah, you good
1: know? To know everything's
2: orange um,
1: but, but I have a friend who just came to stay with me this summer, and boy, she's got your colour hair, and it's it's gone orange. Yeah. The sun has grabbed anywhere that she's had any lights put in, and she's trying to grow out her grey through her oh, dark, wow. and I was just, and she lives in New York, and she's like, what am I going to do? I said, you're going to phone Nicola, <laughs> actually, because you can't go around. Her, her Her orange is like rust. It's like her hair's been yeah. rusted. So
0: I, I heard, actually, in order to get rid of orange, you, you have to actually, actually bleach the hair and then make it darker afterwards. Is well, that to get I mean, rid of the... That,
2: that's quite extreme. So if you're, you know, say you're, you know, like Angelina Jolie that probably tints her hair, then you would have to bleach it lighter to get it, you know, to get the orange out. And then you you almost have to get it to yellow and then tone it. So there is no orange in it. But I mean, so that would that just be pieces. Bleach. But I wouldn't do that all over. No. Only in pieces. But you just have to put lots of ash in it. And, and you just have to ash. have toners. You and know then have ha- toners? I'm obsessed by toners. So toners, I, I hate hair. toners
0: because they make my hair so flat. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I have shiny hair because it's already so straight. Mm-hmm. But they, I always feel like toners are heavy yeah. and they make it my hair they make it shinier of yeah.
1: course but it also well, makes you just it have really to leave like them that. on
2: for a, maybe leave them on for a little seconds. less seconds yeah.
1: I leave mine on for five so I've got what what I, I pride myself in having a very good base colour because <laughs> <laughs> that's what they all say to me but my hair only really wants to be orange and it's the battle yeah. of my Mar- life wants to be Oh, it wants to be orange it doesn't want to be orange it wants to be it wants to be bright yellow. It wants to be like mustard yellow. Oh. That's what it wants to be. And I want oh. it to be white. And for years, even before I... Now I have sort of quite um, bleached white, very short hair. But I had very long hair. And I only had to see a hint of warmth in my hair. Yeah. And I'd be hysterical. Which kind of brings me back to Kate's hair. Because Kate, I think, has got quite a similar base colour to me. It's very sort of ashy. Yeah, I think hers is and a there's little There's never any yellow bit, in that. Yeah,
2: yours is ha-
1: a little tiny bit harder to shift. But mine really... So this summer, for example. This summer I was on holiday and I've got my kind of platinum bleach with my roots coming through and I went to Sicily with some friends and I, I do have a toner that I take home. I, I carry with everything. You. Yes, because I do I, I do I'm, a gonna toner. Do that, I'm gonna do that i am I'm gonna do so that next year with the toner my roots. With me. So I'm on holiday just to it into little bottles. Just make sure if you do one thing that you take the hair protection kit that you need because mm-hmm. I really love <laughs> this summer. So I get to Sicily And I wash my hair a few times and I see it start to become sort of Coleman's mustard yellow, and I'm like, oh my god! So I caught my son's um, a friend of my son's was coming out to stay with us, and she's got very bleached hair. And I said, "Got?" And she said, "I've got blue shampoo. Don't worry, I've got blue shampoo. That that'll get rid of it." So yeah. I wash my hair with the blue shampoo, and I come out lime green, lime <laughs> green. Yeah, okay. Green. At which point, I have a nervous breakdown, and thank God, I've got a hotline to Nicola, <laughs> which is the number that all of you <laughs> want. So I text Nicola, and I go, "Fuck! I've got green hair," and she goes. Tomato ketchup. You need to put tomato ketchup what? in it. Because, yeah, because the red in the ketchup yeah. will take the green out of your hair. Only I'm in Sicily, okay, and they've never heard of tomato ketchup in <laughs> Sicily. <laughs> I'm in the middle of like, okay. So I go down to the kitchen and really? they're making tomato. We're having pasta yeah. with tomato sauce for dinner. They've been labouring over four different kinds of tomato, la, de, de, And I go, I've got to have a bowl of that. And they go, no, we're having dinner in a minute. I go, no, I've got to have it because I've got to put it in my hair. <laughs> so I go upstairs with the bowl of the tomato do you have sauce. Have a photo of this. I do. I have do you my really? So I put the tomato sauce through my hair. And I put the dressing gown on. And there was this white dressing gown. The house I was saying, it looked like somebody had been murdered. Yep. Right? And I'm keep sticking my hand in my hair. I go, mm, yeah, delicious. It's like, so yummy. I'm like, have my hand. The fingers are in the hair. Kind of
0: gross. but Kind day. of gross, yeah, yeah. but it was,
1: you know, it's me, like, yeah. who's, no boundaries. And, anyway, wash it out five minutes later, hair absolutely back to normal. Who
2: would have funk it? Roche how badger, how, how did
0: you figure that out?
2: No, I know, it's just, it's, a known it's just, thing the, you know, the, we used, used to have children circle. come in after the summer holidays, and you don't really want to put anything chemical on them. So, it's just basically the red gets rid of the green, it kind of counteracts it interesting so it's just a safe from the chlorine in the pool yeah i
1: mean there wouldn't have been much chlorine in our pool but there must have been something about chemicals in the pool so i mean definitely if you're blonde take some toner take some rescue equipment and and take some i think also as
2: well i think it's mainly just about having a really really gorgeous shampoo and conditioner and a really nice treatment and if you can you know if you don't mind you know you're like me, for you, you know, you know, put something on your hair so it looks like it's a bit wet looking, Yeah, just keep it, keep a treatment on it. That's the best thing I find. When you're on holiday. On holiday. And then I'd hide it from, you know, the kids because, you know, they pour it down the sink. But I just have a really amazing shampoo and conditioner.
1: Okay, so let's get to that. Because one of the things I love about you and your salon at, mm-hmm. um, on Margaret Street is that you don't just use John Frieda products. No. You use the products you believe in. Yeah, and so what are the products that you would
0: one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: So... That you believe in at the moment. Uh, last year, a friend of mine in Canada recommended me this brand. I'd already taken on one brand um, that I really liked, which was Isles, and that was... How do you spell that? I think. I-L-E S. and it was really it was really just a beautiful scented shampoo and conditioner it worked really well and had a really beautiful serum and so I'd just taken that on and we've got you know other products like the colour wow and we've got the John Frieda at the salon and my friend Tony He's um, Ty. He was like, "Darling, you need this in your life. It's like the most <laughs> amazing <laughs> thing you've ever had, honey." And so I was like, "Okay," and I was like, "Well, I've just got this. I oh, it's like really amazing." He's like, "No, honey, try this." So they sent me over some of virtue, and I gave it to your lovely stylist, Joel. Yes, in the salon, and I asked him to give it to his wife, Rachel, who's a hairdresser, but she's hardcore no mincing in words yeah no she doesn't look about Rachel. and she's um, you know high maintenance like she has her hair blow dried all the time so she's I just got her to try it out for me and he sent me this I like I don't know arm length text saying how amazing it was and how much it changed her life and now that she's never left the house without showing sh- like blow-drying her hair now she just shampoos and leaves it and she's got because
1: it's, f- got, is it? it's got what it it takes the carrot kerat-
2: it's, so like it's got the keratin basically it? it's like, yes. got it's got um human keratin in it and what happened was this colonel in america had decided that he wanted to help with all the um victims of war and and they he'd noticed that over the last 20 years that the injuries had changed from gunshot wounds to explosions and bombs. So um, they tried to find a way of healing skin. And so they'd extracted the um, protein from the hair. And one of the girls that was working in the lab at the time, her parents had a salon, and she asked if she could put the protein in a shampoo. Well, that's how it was born. And it's just... um, a really fantastic shampoo. I'd never worked with a product that actually was... So it restores the hair? Yeah. It best. helps with growth? Yeah, so it's not it's not a chemical, whereas some of the other brands, like, f- put back the bonds together. Opaplex? Yeah, they put them back together. Um, but this one is natural, so it recognises your hair. So apparently... The um, where the holes are in your hair, the keratin just rests in, and what it doesn't want, it just repairs, in it, yeah, that it repairs back, and that yes, goes. Yeah, it repairs, and then the out. rest washes out.
0: Amazing. Yeah, have you, you ever seen that? No, I haven't tried it's that. It's great.
2: It's no, really, I really. Uh, I've I've not. I've only had one person that didn't like it, and she didn't like it, and I was really shocked. And she said she didn't like it because she wears her hair. It's kind of like really frizzy and hard. It's like a triangle, <laughs> and because she started using the shampoo she was losing her triangle and it was becoming manageable and soft yes. and she was losing the frizz so that was why she which I was like well oh, that's perfect if you don't like it because it's curing your hair then that's a good reason that's also good yeah
1: so do you have a kind of color preference that you like to work with because I was asking you before you know what do you do when you get women who come in and they want something that you don't that you just think the.
2: Well, I mean... You're known for your blondes, but is Yeah, I mean, when you work with beauty editors, they obviously want to know who you do... They're, yeah, they want to know who you do that's famous. So over the years... I mean, I've done lots of brunette women. Um, you know, I've been doing Queen Rania's hair for 17 years, 18 years. Um, that's a very good investment yeah, for you. She's, and
1: she's There's a huge trend going mm-hmm. on for grey... Um would I go grey? Would you go grey? I think I
0: love the look of grey. Like Sarah Harris is mm. I mean her hair so Sarah is Sarah Harris insane. I worked with for
1: a million years and her hair, her grey was just it just sort of happened and then it became a thing. Yeah, gray. it was it's and, her thing. And but now she that looks roots, good yeah. but,
0: but she looks good with it. I think I think grey for me glow. would uh wash me out. I would especially because I have very dark eyebrows. So mm. I don't I don't think I could go grey. I don't think I would go go grey gracefully anyway.
2: Do you have a lot of demand for for gray? Do you have a lot of clients who are more so transitioning? Nowadays. Definitely more so nowadays because I think it's not so tab- taboo to be gray. Yeah.
0: Well, it's very chic. I think I mean the people who I've if seen works. if it works it's it's actually really beautiful. Yeah. You also have to have good hair to be able to do it I think. So sometimes gray hair I think is a little bit coarser yeah, and you know definitely. quirkier and yeah. so I think those people yeah. suffer with unattractive grey whereas yeah. there are some people who it, it makes them shine yeah. it, there's and there's more silver grey could you as dye opposed to,
1: someone into grey as it were so yeah. rather than just having the roots and having to wait yeah. it, I, mean,
2: I mean, make the hair grey I mean it depending on how dark you are and then going grey yeah I mean obviously it's going to cause damage but I think most women that are brunette probably worry about damage where blondes probably don't worry so much about damage I mean, because you get yeah more addicted to blonde whereas mm. brunettes want want shine yes i want i i like shine
1: although
0: i'm quite blonde right now i mean even but my we're daughter's have, summer so yes.
1: I, i'd say most of our hair isn't in its real in a way well i mean i just in. did my roots yeah. because
0: i i don't i don't travel with my goodies i should
1: well there we have tip
0: yeah i know but um and now it's all about shine and yeah. the, the, like having a healthy, glowy—you yeah. know, just like skin. Yeah, healthy, shiny hair. Yeah, is good hair. Yeah,
1: definitely. It's so funny that you have that because my hair, being so short and kind of slightly punky, it it looks best when it's a bit dirty yeah. and a bit matte. So if it's if it's just very clean and I've shampooed and conditioned it, it's kind of flat on my head. And my yeah. kids are always go, oh, "Make your hair messy, mum. You know, make, yeah. make, yeah. make it cool." So I'm always looking for things to kind of. But rub, that's what it rub, looks. Rub it
0: it looks good with with short hair. I think I think the the big thing is is also when do you go short? Mm. So you've had short for quite a long time. I'm petrified of going short. Yeah, I feel like once I go short, I'm never going to go back to long. And. I don't, and I also don't think long necessarily looks good as you age too, because it's just elongating and I makes think everything that's
1: a droop. Myth. I'm absolutely convinced. I that's do. A myth. I think it suits. Yeah, certain I people. think long. Very you can do few. different things with it. Yeah. So my granny had a lo- like an amazing chignon. She went off her hair with her waist length hair, and I think long women can do mm. different things with I, their hair. I think or all I those think I think, idea of aging
2: and maybe yeah. having to cut well, it. Well, I is think a, all those myths are myths. Rubbish oh,
1: I don't think they're mist.
0: I think they're, there's... A, and it depends on how healthy. So yeah. the people who have well, long, well dull, well. dark, beautiful hair generally have one shade. So I don't think that they're multi-processed hair. So like the ones who are either all dark brown or all black or mm-hmm. something like that, you know, one color, mm-hmm. they tend to have beautiful, shiny, glossy, gorgeous hair. And then they can wear it in a bun or a chignon or, you know, however mm-hmm. they want. But I think if you have texture to your hair with colors I mm. think it becomes harder to have a uh, beautiful long hair but I can't I've got, think of someone yeah right but now.
2: I've got a beautiful older lady probably in her late 70s who's got long hair and she looks fantastic and she's blonde and she's gray and you know, she's you got you a whole mix. It, it's it? just who you are and how you yeah. wear it it's like you know like you saying you know it was quite probably 10 years ago it was taboo to show your gray it's yeah. not, those things are kind of you know it depends how you wear it How you wear it is the most
1: important, of course. Do you find a lot of people come to you at times of kind of emotional stress and drama and want to totally change the color or the look of their hair?
2: Hmm, I don't know. Like, I feel like less now, maybe because I'm a bit older. I feel women tend to do that more in their 30s. When my mum died,
1: and I was in my mid, I was probably in my late 30s, I dyed my hair brunette my mum was when I she was Jewish race and gold when we she was older but yeah. she was dark when I remember at our kind of happiest my moment yeah. that's frozen in time teenage my mom was dark like Mariam and I went she died and a week later I went Mariam's color yeah and I
0: can't imagine you I, like did, that I went all.
1: into I went to Josh Wood and and I said <laughs> sorry I was cheating and um <laughs> And I said, make me brunette. And I walked back into the Vogue office. And honestly, they all looked like somebody thrown up on the floor. It was like, I walked into a meeting and they all turned around and I could just feel. But I did it. It it, it was some emotional thing to do with my mum, for sure. It lasted a week. (laughs) I was going to
2: say, I think nowadays, because everyone's so hot on consultation, I don't think people go for such rash or most stylists try and... Talk you through what the consequences are and how it would be to get it back. So I find that it happens less,
1: although I see a lot of you know still the pink streak. Oh Uh, yeah, I've been watching Euphoria. I don't know if you've seen it. It It's a brilliant show on uh, on Sky, I think. Or anyway, it's about all these kids in America, and there's just this 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 girl who's what this boy who's transitioning who's got the most fantastic pink hair and there's so much there's so much you can play with in a way like that's the hyper hyper days yeah yeah yeah. that hair is so you can have so much fun with it now and even friends of mine my age in their 50s going shall I have a blue bit
2: and definitely well I think it's like you know you get to a certain age like you get to your 40s and 50s and the piercings become more or the tattoos and it's definitely people women play with their hair as well for sure and because it's so Throw away. It's you know it. It can be changed within an instant. But what it's about the
1: down belows?
2: The down belows. I've That's what my, my husband hair. calls it.
1: Right? <laughs> but How about pubic hair? Because I'm so fair, my hair is completely and utterly blonde. Yeah. See through, I and mean, I don't. I don't love it. I mean, I don't. I'd rather have. Do women do do dye their pubic hair a lot? Do you know what? I don't know
0: whether. No, no, actually, do you know that I didn't even think for a second that any anybody goes gray down there? And then I remember I was at a dinner, and a a friend of mine was like, "Yeah," and you know they make dyes for down there, and I was like, "What? The hair down there goes gray? Oh my god! Aging sucks, but um, yeah." But people don't... Come, do they come to the salon to have a dine? Do they ask you
1: about it? Is it like the dirty no, question? No, actually... The, the whispered secret? Because I would if I knew how. I'd be dying. I've with
2: worked them. with actresses where they've been on stage and they've had to be, you know, okay. full frontal. Who? Well, I worked with Eddie Izzard and Elizabeth Barclay. She had to have red hair in the um, play and she wanted... To have red cubes. Yeah. Oh. And so I mixed up the colour and passed it to her. <laughs> and she went into the bathroom and did it for herself but um yeah i've had a few of those things but not not regular wish, clients actually
1: like places offered it do they not no i have asked over the years I did it once. The new pop up. Well, I thought there was a bit of no blue bars, you know. Thing,
0: bars, you know and <laughs> the I'm sure there was a bit too. of a Light thing, salon, Blink should then do it, Blink, yeah.
1: Listening. They should
2: definitely offer it. I, I would I have thought so with it. the vaseline and all that but kind do all of stuff.
1: Vaseline, and you think would it kill you to give me a brunette bob? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: um, who would you like to get your hands on? I think I've done everybody that I would like to have done, and probably would have loved to have Aww. done Blondie. Mm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Back in the 70s. I'd love to have done her hair, but... Um,
1: Kate's hair, I have to say, back to the moss. It gets better and better. Yeah, It just, her colour is... And, and there are more colour mentions written about... I mean, last year there was a whole thing well, about there Kate's is about blonde.
2: her, isn't it? Well, there is not it She's she's endlessly fascinating. She's just the rock queen of London, isn't she? She is.
1: So something else that's amazing about you, is so I know you go on Junkets, mm-hmm. which are when you're promoting the films with yep. a lot of these celebs, and... I think it was last year that you went with Kate Mm Blanchett. Yes. And it was an immaculate junket for her because... Well, for me, for her, because I thought she looked incredible in every single look. And I wrote to you just about every day, going, oh, "Oh my God, you watched it. Because
2: not only did you do her colour, but you styled her hair. Yeah, we did. We did two weeks in Cannes because she was the president of the um, That's right. festival. And, yeah, it was amazing. And it was you a... are an
1: amazing hairstylist. Oh, thank you. No. You are. Oh. And, I mean, you don't, she doesn't tell anyone in the salon because they'll want
2: her to do it. But uh, your hairstyling is, is, oh. is, is brilliant. Well, I've worked with Kate for a long time, so we know each other really well. So I kind of know what she likes, how she likes to wear her hair, and I know what her hair's like. It's quite sort of...
1: I want to say Rita Hayworth, but it's quite that sort of... It does yeah. that 30s thing really yeah. well. It's got that wave yeah. that I she's love. Like yeah, she's great. That
2: Lauren Hutton or call wave. I suppose they're from my Sam days as well. Yes. Working with Sam.
1: So would you say that in your career you learnt... Like, Sam's been... Sam at has been the person who's really taught you... I we've think we've Sam's been
2: a massive influence in my life. Um, I've also... Worked with Mary Greenwell for a long time, and she's a brilliant the makeup, makeup artist. Yeah, she's a brilliant ma- woman to work with. She's fun and hilarious, and hysterical, and just brilliant. And so, and she gives me lots of advice, and she's very opinionated about what we do. And
1: I was her assistant for one day, and the advice she gave me is, "Don't be a makeup <laughs>
2: artist." So yeah, so I love collaborating with Mary, and and also with the designers. That's really so. Nice. When you do, do you do shows? Not anymore. But so when you work with a designer, they'll give you a very clear brief. Yeah, I mean, in the past when we used to do shows, they kind of give you a brief, maybe like a mood board and you go from there really and you just knock out a few ideas and whittle it down. But um, yeah, I mean, with Kate and Mary, we're just like a little trio and Mm. we just sort of huddle together and... We're normally so like Yeah, we just play and we just sort of kind of normally engrossed in talking about the kids or Mary's talking about another project that she's got going on or you know, or we're crying or we're laughing or We're drunk. Drunk, yeah. Yeah. I that try and I try. It not to, I try not <laughs> to get drunk before I finish finished the hair, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's a laugh. That, so if, if, if we were talking to our listeners about kind of, you know, things they can do at home mm-hmm. right, and brands that they can use at home. Mm-hmm. Are there any kind of color brands that you like that are kind of easy at home? And I know that I think Wow does yeah. a color stick, doesn't it? It's like Yeah, they of a, do a, like a, a
2: touch up stick. stick, which is like a kind of or I suppose the best way to explain it is a bit like an eyeshadow that you can touch up grays with. And they do one for brunettes and they do blondes. And I think they do one for a red, like a redhead. Um, But um, I don't know, like I I sort of went down kind of researching a bit for home hair colour. But if you're a brunette, then it's quite easy to touch up greys and stuff like that. But I don't know about colouring highlights and stuff. I find it a bit worrying. What about all the kind of vegan, you know? I don't know. I don't
1: really know anything about those. Do you think it could possibly work as well? All of this sort of, you Mm. know, clean shampoo, clean...
0: I think, you know, sometimes having vegan, obviously, if you have some strong beliefs in what you want in your own skin or your hair products, then you have to follow what you feel is correct. But in my opinion, at least for myself, I think that sometimes you need... Some actives in order Mm. to make things happen. So, if you're if you're going to go completely, you know, one way, then that's your prerogative. But for myself, I I wouldn't. I mean, I I feel like I need something that's going to work. I'd rather do that than have.
2: Just when we've experimented with products that are vegan, or um, as a professional working in a salon every single day, it they've not some of them aren't quite. Perfected so that you can chop and change so where we need to be able to work with products that you can room for maneuver yes strip things out and there's there's that kind of going on so i don't know i think there needs to be more more research but i think if you're worried about your health then definitely go for the vegan thing
0: how bad is keratin for your hair
2: well i don't really deal with with any of the keratins Uh, the ones with the formaldehyde are obviously very really bad but i think they're banned here they are banned here yeah that's why but,
0: some of my friends go to America so they can have the stronger... I'm
2: gonna, I was probably going to say there's probably someone that's got them under the counter somewhere or other, but... So for all of us who've just come back from a long, hot
1: summer, mm-hmm. what would be your kind of go-to kind of hair care, repair, you know, I, I mine's dry, and mm-hmm. the, what would you... Would you do like an Oplex, and a would you recommend... Do you like Oplex? To?
2: Yeah, I love it for um, certain things, kind of big changes and stuff, but... With the Virtue, they've actually freeze-dried the protein. So now I use the protein. It's called Colour Kick in in all the colours that I do and it's more natural and, and you can easy. get it from the salon you can also get it online yeah. and yeah, yeah it's so, very easy to find virtually I would virtually. definitely invest. you only have
1: to use a very little bit of it that's yeah. the other thing it lasts a really long time Nicola thank you thank you so I much you. I could sit here all day but I'll be in the salon in the next day or two. <laughs> you know it I know I missed you yesterday yeah, I apparently missed you yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Yeah. please make sure you follow us on Instagram at the guinea pig podcast Also, if you've got any questions for us or for Nicola that we could pass on, email us at theguineapigpod at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: The Guinea Pig provides unbiased information to those who may be considering cosmetic surgery or even trialing a non-invasive treatment or product. We do not endorse the use of any product or procedure featured in this podcast and are not responsible for the outcome of any of the treatments featured on this podcast or damage caused in connection with any treatments or products. Should you decide to try any of the procedures, treatments or products mentioned in any episode of The Guinea Pig, you do so at your own risk. Always consult an independent ad. And fully qualified medical professional if you are considering embarking on a medical procedure irrespective of whether it is an invasive or non-invasive procedure.